This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning and welcome to Resource Center. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Today on the show, we're going to be exploring Blajawan 2023 and what it has in store for the SMEs and micro SMEs in Malaysia to ensure that everyone is taking out exactly what they should from the budget and make sure there's nothing going to waste. Helping us with this conversation today is Dr. William Ng, Chairman of the Small and Medium Enterprises Association of Malaysia, more commonly known as Samantha. Uh, Dato, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good morning. Uh, thank you for having us on the show. Um, so let's get to the first question here. And I think it's just a, an overall look, right? So in Blajawan 2023, uh, the government spent time talking about initiatives to support SMEs from financing to funding and tax cuts and even a digitalization grant scheme. So a lot there, right? And there's only so much time that the Prime Minister could spend on each of those during the budget speech itself. Overall, could you give us a sense of the response to the budget from SMEs from your perspective? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the question. Uh, you know, there's something that very few people talk about. You know, everybody knows that the Sri Anwar Ibrahim talks about good governance. He talks about Madani and, of course, helping the hardcore poor and so on. But very few people remember that uh, the PM has also uh, been a champion of the SMEs for a very long time. I still remember uh, during the, uh, as opposition leader, he, he actually quoted Samantha when he called for more urgent actions to help the SMEs. In fact, uh, last year in August, three months before G15, I was also invited by Dr. Shanwa, who was then, of course, the opposition leader, to present to the uh, to the party leaders on issues affecting the SMEs. So when we see the focus uh, of uh, Budget 2023 on issues like digitalization, on automation, on uh, loan guarantees, and of course, on uh, uh, the low-carbon transition, uh, we're seeing him and the government putting in place some of the very issues that are critical to the SMEs. So I think overall, I would say that this is a good budget for the SMEs. Now, among other things, so a lot of things we covered, we just to highlight some of the things earlier, but among other things, uh, one of the key things was the government announced that it will cut taxes or it, it has cut taxes by two percentage points on the first 150,000 ringgit in taxable income for micro, small and medium enterprises, bringing it down to 15%. Uh, this ends up being around 3,000 ringgit in potential savings to an estimated 150,000 micro and small medium enterprises taxpayers out there. Was this something that SMEs were asking for and based on your engagements with them, how helpful has this been for MSMEs? Well, if you um, remember in the budget that was presented last year in November, you know, the one right before the elections, the government had wanted to provide a cap of 100,000 uh, for this lower tax bracket for the SMEs. So Samantha met up with the ministry in January and we lobbied for the higher cut of point. Uh, actually, we wanted 500,000 to allow the savings to then be channeled back uh, to automation and uh, equipment upgrade and so on. But then the government said that the limited budget had to go to uh, other segments of society. So we are still grateful that the government has taken our suggestion to heart and has increased the amount from 100,000 to 150,000, which, as you pointed out, amount to 3,000 savings uh, for each uh, qualified SME. I think this comes handy after two to three years of lockdown and a difficult business environment. For that, I think SMEs are grateful. Now, you know, we talk, you talked about digitalization. There were also grants that are being targeted towards that, and we'll get into that a little later. Uh, now, a typical issue we see with small businesses uh, is about having access to financing, right, which is a key thing. And later on, I think uh, after this, we'll be speaking to Bank Supplant National about that. Uh, but for now, though, I, I want to get some of your thoughts on this. Uh, financing can be essential for working capital since a lot of business runs on credit, right? You don't normally get paid upfront for the services or the products that you sell. 
Now, in Bludgeon 1, 2023, it was noted that the government agencies will continue to provide various financing facilities and guarantees for MSMEs with a total value of up to 40 billion ringgit. Under this, MSMEs will be provided with access to financing through bodies such as uh, BNM, BSN and Tekun with available funds totaling to 1.7 billion ringgit. Um, yes, I mentioned earlier, we're going to be speaking to uh, BSN's chief executive, Jay Karil, in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, but right now, though, what can you tell us about the response uh, from MSMEs to these various initiatives? Are there any particular things to highlight? Yeah, I think you. I think we're all aware that during the pandemic, uh, most uh, urgent issue for most SMEs was really the cash flow. Mm-hmm. We have seen so many SMEs where they close down their business as their you know cash flow dries up. Uh, but now that the economy has uh, fully reopened, uh, we are facing a very different issues. Uh, many SMEs are looking at expanding their business, but are short of fund to do so. Then also we have the issue of credit worthiness. You see, mm. just like uh, most banks assess whether an SME is worthy or not to borrow money based largely on their track record. And during the pandemic, even some of the most viable business. Uh, have either missed out, you know, or or were late at their in, in their repayment. And I think banks generally perceive this as risk. So we have uh, perfectly good business with orders coming in, we have plans to expand the business and so on, but they're unable to get loans because of these poor records. I think in normal years, this may make sense, but these are uh, not normal years. The pandemic is a black swan event. Uh, so our banks continue to judge our SMEs based on post-pandemic needs, based on pre-pandemic criteria. So that's obviously going to be problematic. Uh, that is why I think that the various soft loans provided by Budget 2023 through Bank Negara and as mentioned BSN and so on are quite helpful because part of the risk are now assumed by the government and that allow the banks to lend to SMEs who may otherwise uh, you know, be too risky for some of these banks. If you ask me, is the system perfect? I would say probably not. Uh, we still have many SMEs who are unable to get loans, but by and large, the intervention by the government has helped a fair deal and has freed up quite a bit of liquidity uh, for businesses in general. Okay, so now let's just dive into that a little bit, right? So almost 10 billion ringgit is provided by Bank Negara, among others, to help reduce SMEs' financial burden and to encourage business development. Um, how useful has this been to SMEs? And do you have any insights or examples that you can share with us? Well, um, as I've said, um, these various soft loans come handy. I think on top of the issues that I spoke about just now, we're also seeing many SMEs hesitating whether to expand the business or otherwise. You see, on the one hand, we have this continued geopolitical uncertainties, you know, the war in Ukraine and the tension uh, between China and US and so on. And while on the other hand, we also have the issue of uh, the ringgit, you know, being very volatile. Uh, today is 4.5, tomorrow is 4.6 and so on and so forth. So when you combine these two, you naturally see most SMEs hesitating, you know, whether to expand or not, even if the opportunity arises. In fact, some of our members are telling us that they are rejecting orders from new customers uh, for the reasons I mentioned. Because getting new orders doesn't mean necessarily you're going to be making profit. Sometimes you lose money because of the volatility that I was talking about. So when these soft loans are made available, I think it helped. For many SMEs, uh, this lower cost could just tilt the balance, you know, whether to expand or otherwise. Now, another key initiative for SMEs was the up to 20 billion ringgit in SMEs SME loans which will be guaranteed by SJPP, Sharikat Jaminan Pembia and Perniagaan. Key sectors such as high technology, agriculture and manufacturing will be provided with government guarantee of up to 90%, uh, which would help with, I guess, the financing situation. So we know that financing is vital for working capital, among other things. Could you give us a better sense of how guarantees by SJPP help SMEs? I think... um it is good that we are pushing the adoption of technology, um, smart agriculture, and of course, uh, smart manufacturing. 
I think we all know that our economy is now in a bit of a bind. We are no longer a cheap manufacturing base. So those jobs are going to China and of course now to Vietnam and Indonesia. At the same time, we're also not a high-tech country. So this focus on high-tech and agriculture, I think is timely. And because this tend to be expansionary in nature, meaning you're investing in new equipment, and new plants, without necessarily being supported by purchase order or contracts, I think the guarantee is important to come in. Otherwise, the bank's going to say, look, you know, you're going to buy this equipment. Do you have the contracts? Do you have uh, purchase orders uh, in place for us to approve the loan? So we doubt that uh, normally banks will not loan to you. So now, of course, with the guarantee, that's possible. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, banks were loaning money based on business proposals. Today, uh, it is all just about data, big data. So sometimes it is true that when they say big data is the enemy of, uh, of uh, entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and I think innovation as well. So in short, I think this guarantees by SJPP is an important piece of the jigsaw puzzle. It has proven to work and we're happy the government is increasing uh, the amount for it in, uh, in the budget 2023. Right. And Dato, could you give us an understanding of what guarantees do, right, in order to, you know, to help banks maybe make it a bit easier for them to loan out money? What is the role of the guarantee here? I think this is uh, primarily for SMEs who may or may not have some collateral to actually place uh, with a bank. And, and because businesses is uncertain, as I mentioned, especially if whatever they're investing in is actually uh, future earnings in nature, mm-hmm. equipment, new plants, example, these are, these are not necessarily mean that by having a new equipment, immediately your sales will go up. So when banks look into all these things and the lack of uh, collateral in a sense, a lot of time the banks just say, look, you know, it's too much of a risk uh, to take on. I think with the guarantee coming in, it helps banks to say, look, the government is guaranteeing this. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a fee that's to be paid by the SME, but it reduces the risk generally for the bank and therefore it makes it easier for the SMEs to actually get the loans that they want for the purposes that was mentioned. All right, I thought we're going into a few messages right now, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Belanja One 2023 and the benefits and what it has in store for SMEs and medium enterprises out there. I've been speaking with Dr. William Ng, Chairman of the Small and Medium Enterprises Association of Malaysia, and you've been listening to Resource Centre. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here at BFM 89.9, the business station. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to Resource Centre. I'm Roshan Kanesan and today on Resource Centre, I've been speaking with Dr. William Ng, Chairman of the Small and Medium Enterprises Association of Malaysia. And we've been discussing what Belanja 1 2023 holds for micro SMEs and SMEs out there. Earlier, we talked a little bit about the tax cuts that SMEs can expect, as well as the financing facilities in the budget. Uh, we also talked a little bit about the guarantees from the Sharikat Jaminan Pembiayaan Perniagaan, or more commonly known as SJPP. That following up on the guarantees we were talking about earlier, um, guarantees will also be expanded to financing by non-banking financial institutions, such as credit leasing companies and cooperatives, to specifically benefit small businesses. Is this a significant move by the government? Um, again, I think it makes a lot of sense to expand the guarantee to other uh, you know, uh, financing channels. As I pointed out, uh, many of these are smaller companies and, and banks don't necessarily work for everyone. If you are small and need just a few thousand ringgit to pay suppliers, for example, uh, getting a loan from a bank doesn't really make sense because first, the approval takes time, the drawdown takes time. And then secondly, there are also legal fees involved, uh, which again, it makes a little sense that the amount borrowed is not high. So many SMEs end up borrowing from loan sharks uh, or not paying suppliers, both of which, of course, means the business is as good as the uh, finish. Mm. So we want to ensure that SMEs, if they're still viable, are given as much chance as possible to survive and, and perhaps even thrive, right? So we certainly welcome expanding the loan guarantee uh, from just uh, banks to also include credit listing companies and cooperatives. 
But in future, we, we should also consider expanding this to P2P players so that we can also bring down uh, the cost of financing with P2P players for the SMEs. Right. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, um, there are about 20 billion ringgit or up to 20 billion ringgit in uh, SME loans, which will be guaranteed by SJPP to cover areas, key sectors such as high tech, agriculture and manufacturing. Uh, and we'll see up to 90% government guarantees there. Um, do you think that these facilities, these guarantee facilities are sufficient to help promote the development of these key sectors? Uh, and if so, how and why? I, I would think so. I think any fiscal support, I think will certainly help, lah, you know, in promoting the industries or the sectors that the government is trying to promote. But I think uh, at this stage of our economy, and uh, I'm speaking strictly from the SME perspective, mm. uh, obviously the more channel financing available, uh, the better it will be. In the past, if you remember, you know, we were so eager to essentially merge the banks in the hope that some of these can become regional players. And of course, uh, as, they, as the banks become regional, the Malaysian companies can also global. But I think in recent years, we're seeing uh, the opposite you know, that some of the micro SMEs especially are being disadvantaged. So we've been working hard as a country to create more inclusiveness uh, within the financing ecosystem so that even the smallest uh, SMEs can also get finance if they wish to. So now with digitalization, I think that's perfectly possible. Uh, I mean, even the arms have gone digital, so we must ensure that our process and ecosystem are robust enough to support even the smaller businesses. On top of course, uh, supporting uh, the, the focused sectors and the focused industries that the government wants to support. Now, another element, of course, in the budget was the green initiatives, more focusing on sustainability. But going green can be expensive, at least that's the perception that we have. Now, in a bid to address this and help SMEs implement low-carbon practices, there is a 2 billion ringgit financing facility from Bank Negara Malaysia. Dato, what are the key challenges to getting SMEs to implement more environmentally friendly practices? And how far does this financing facility go to addressing those hurdles? I think uh, we must admit that SMEs adoption uh, right now, it's actually quite low when it comes to low-carbon practice. Uh, many of those who are adopted are, are basically because their, their customers and principals insist that they do so because of the uh, Scope 3 emission reporting mm. required. But going forward, I think besides getting the SMEs to understand um, uh, that low-carbon is no longer an option, it's also to, to, help, to get them to understand that there's also a huge opportunity in the low-carbon economy. So the issue here is not just awareness, you know, but also the technical knowledge, the dedicated professionals and so on. So because of all that, many SMEs end up hiring consultants uh, that are not only expensive, but sometimes they also tell you the wrong thing. So as you have said, the cost of transition, uh, because of all the things that I mentioned just now, can be quite expensive. Uh, not only because in most cases, uh, you're not just replacing the 15 or 20 years old machine, uh, but also because sometimes you have to really out your whole plan or you may have to go for suppliers that may cost you even more. So which is why I think the 2 billion ringgit low carbon uh, transition facility by Bank Negara is very helpful um, and indeed very timely. Uh, but we're also hopeful that the facility uh, in, in the next budget can also uh, be expanded to include consultation and training services because um, the challenge is not just the physical transition, but also the mindset change and the technical knowledge required uh, to affect those change uh, towards a low carbon economy. Now, another key tenet for the government is to support the digitalization of businesses, as we touched on a little earlier. And one way that they're doing that is via the SME Digitalization Grant Scheme. This is a matching grant of up to 5,000 ringgit for SMEs that subscribe to 
business digitalization applications such as POS systems, uh, accounting systems, or even inventory management systems. I know this may sound quite basic, but the reality is that many SMEs haven't tapped into POS systems, let alone things like inventory management software. Uh, how material is something like this in helping SMEs take that first step into the digitalization of their businesses? Yeah, 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 right. I think um, what I've said many times is this, uh, SMEs failed during the pandemic, uh, not only because of the lack of fund or because of the lockdown, uh, but because of a low margin. If you take the SMEs in the manufacturing sector, for example, you know, the margin can be as, as low as a single digit. Mm. So moving forward, you know, if we must focus on one thing and one thing only to help the SMEs, I would say that we need to help them to become more productive. And that means cutting down on the reliance on workers and helping them to digitalize and automate. Um, the 5,000 ringgit uh, matching grant, I think is a good start because uh, we are targeting the micro and small businesses. However, we're already seeing a, a bit of a mismatch uh, right now as to speak because it's a free money. So you have hundreds of vendors, you know, going to each SME and saying, you know, would you like to sign up and it's free, you know, or is a matching grant uh, provided by the government. And these vendors are not going to tell you, you know, what exactly you need. They just want to sell what they have. Mm. So we end up having SMEs utilizing this 5,000 matching grant on the wrong thing or things that they don't need. So while we are now trying to get the government to continue this grant, or perhaps even doubling it, uh, we need to find a way to plug that loophole, you know, by perhaps mandating the SMEs to go through a structured program, you know, to see whether they are digitally uh, ready uh, to understand, you know, what they need and then match them to the vendors. And more importantly, how do we track the result of that digitalization? Now, we don't have to uh, give this grant to everybody, you know, but for those who are willing and ready, then I think uh, it's important for us to be to track uh, how far that grant has helped in the digitalization process. And I think if you can do that, then we can really move the needle in helping the SMEs digitalize, you know, whether they are the, the, the big boys or the ones that you were mentioning, the smaller retailers um, uh, who may not even have the POS system. Right. And I guess yeah, learning how to use the things that you are buying is really important, or at least having a better understanding of, of what's available out there to know that, you know, what you need, uh, so you're not wasting uh, the grant uh, and you, you're maximizing the grant money that you're getting of the matching facility there. Now, uh, on a similar note, uh, the, uh, a financing fund of a billion ringgit has been allocated under Bank Nagara Malaysia to support MSMEs in automating their business processes and digitizing their operations. So a bit of a spillover effect from the earlier question here. Now, this specific facility, the SME Automation and Digitalization Facility, more shortly known as ADF, is open to all Malaysian SMEs with a maximum financing amount of 3 million ringgit per SME, a financing tenure of up to 10 years and a financing rate of up to 4% per annum. What are your thoughts on the ADF and whether it will play a material role in helping SMEs invest in automation, uh, automation and digitalization? I think uh, the short answer is yes, uh, definitely. Uh, a full-blown ERP, as you know, could easily cost 1 million ringgit, you know, just for mm. the software training and then the integration. In fact, we're already seeing uh, many SMEs who are being mandated by their customers, say in Europe, to install the same ERP that you know that, that these billion dollar uh, customers are using, or you're just out of the supply chain. So we're talking about uh, automation, uh, then we're talking about new equipment, new software, new lines, and all these are expensive and are really mid-term investments, meaning that you know you, you invest in, you're only able to rip it uh, probably in 5, 10, 20 years' time. So the ADF, I think, is handy because of the subsidized interest. It helps uh, more SMEs thinking of scaling up to do so. And for those who have done so, to also keep the repayment uh, cost lower because of the lower interest. So yes, if you ask me, uh, in fact, instead of direct grants, and we have so many of them, I would rather the government increase the amount of soft loans available like this IPF uh, to more SMEs 
so that only those who are genuine about automating uh, we do so because it is not free money it is just low interest loan in a sense and the four percent rate is actually quite uh, attractive, considering the fact that uh, from the other uh, financing players I've spoken to, it can typically be you know eighty percent per annum, right, or one point two five percent per month for working capital facilities and the like. So four percent per annum is actually a really good rate. Um, Dr. do I have that? Would you concur with that? Absolutely, it's, it's currently lower than our OPR, so so it's a no brainer. I mean, if you're really automating and you think that it's going to work for you uh, in the midterm, then go for it. Yes. All right. Uh, ultimately, all these things are in the budget up for SMEs, micro SMEs, business owners to tap into. Uh, and, uh, you know, we should be tapping into these things. Um, the budget website is available for all those who want to learn more about these different facilities that are available. Uh, Dato, thank you so much for your time and helping me break all this down. Thank you. Pleasure being here. I was speaking with Dr. William Ng, Chairman of the Small and Medium Enterprises Association of Malaysia, more commonly known as Samantha. And we've been talking about Belanjawan 2023 and all the things that are in there for SMEs and micro SMEs. You've been listening to Resource Centre. I'm Roshan Karnison for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.